Hi, it's Jim Hamill, the host of Pocono Mountains Podcast, and this is episode 21 of season two. That, my friends, is the unadulterated sound of nature. More specifically, at Lackawack Sanctuary. 550 acres, including a glacial lake and nine miles of hiking trails. We're going to take a deep dive with the president, Craig, about what Lackawack's mission is, how it serves students of all ages, and how it registers on the global scale of learning from and researching impacts on the environment. More on that in a bit. The Poconos is a year-round destination for millions, and with 2,400 square miles of mountains, forests, lakes, and rivers, with historic downtowns and iconic family resorts, it's the perfect getaway. You can always find out more on PoconoMountains.com or watch PTN, the Pocono Television Network, streaming live 24-7. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. We'll have a new episode each week highlighting lots of the fun things you can experience while you're visiting the Poconos. Subscribe to Pocono Mountains Podcast and leave a review and or comment on whatever platform you listen. Now, back to the episode. PTN visited Lackawack Sanctuary at the end of August, which is located a stone's throw from Lake Wallenpawpack. It hosts weddings, events, K-12 programs, and is open to the public for hiking as well as a full appreciation of everything Mother Nature has to offer in the Poconos. Lackawack has a visitor center, environmental education center, conference, workshop space, and a science laboratory. We caught up with Craig Lukacs inside the historic Watrous Lodge, which is regarded as the first of the original Pocono Mountain vacation homes. Enjoy. I mean, what a spectacular place. Can you describe it to people who haven't been here at all? You know, it's, it's, it's something that is unique, right? I think Lackawack's unique because it encompasses really the three things of our mission, which is research. So we do scientific research on the environment. So you'll see scientific equipment out on our lake, sometimes in the forest when you're hiking. And then we do education programs. So we have an education center. So we do K-12 programs for students, uh, field trips here, as well as the general public on the weekends and weekdays uh, for things like hikes and you know, paddles on our lake, and then um, a third part is preservation. And that's basically preserving the 550 acres, as well as the uh, historic buildings that are here on property. I mean, a lot of acreage there. A lot of work goes into this. So like, this is not, you know, free. It's not like you guys have just volunteers mainly. Like, mm -hmm. how does this get done? So, I mean, we do have a staff, a small staff. I mean, staff about nine people. Um, and then we really rely on our volunteers, our board members. Um, groups coming in, um, you know, to help us really maintain it, so. I mean, that's a yearly job, a seasonal job, uh, something that you guys have probably a lot of things that go on here, right? Mm -hmm. like from weddings to, right. you know, benefit dinners to all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually have, um, I mean, really our busiest seasons are the spring, summer, and fall, but I mean, we still get a lot of people here in the winter. Um, a lot of our events are hosted during, you know, obviously nicer weather and stuff like that. So weddings are in the spring and summer, fall, um, you know, our public programs, but we run public programs all year round. Um, but the property is open all year round for the general public just to come and hike. So, I mean, it's a year round maintaining the property, keeping the trails open and, you know, it's always, always something going on, always something to be done or fixed or, you know, there's a lot of challenges, but it's fun. Place has been around a while. Since 1966. Well, at least the, the foundation has. And then the property was developed in 1903 as a summer home. Nice. Uh, yeah. 
open to the public. That's got to be part of the mission, right? Is for the public to be able to access this and appreciate this. Because yes, we have state parks, we have you know national park area, but this is something outside of that, right? Right. Yeah. So we were obviously founded to to do our mission, but also to be open to the general public so that they could enjoy nature, learn a little something. You know, our trails are kind of interactive. We have QR codes on the trails and there are things to learn and, and to experience while here. So it's not just like you're going for a normal hike, you know, it's not like you're just going to a state park and just, you know, hiking or going for, you know, a stroll on one of the trails. Like here, we try to engage the public to, to kind of learn a little bit of something about protecting the environment, about nature, about, you know, what they're experiencing while they're walking through Lackawack. And so like K through 12 too. So you start them at all ages. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, our our really our good portion of our work is with K to twelve students. So we do go in the classrooms, you know, of local schools, but our preference is for them to come to us because it's a little different, you know, being in the classroom, giving them, you know, something to touch and feel while they're there, but actually to see it, to overturn rocks, to see the salamanders out on the trail, you know, to take the water samples, go under a microscope right here live is is probably the best interactive. And a lot of kids these days don't really I mean, not to say that kids don't get outside a lot today, but, you know, with this environment, with technology today, there's a lot of, like, you know, not a lot of hands and hands-on feel work, you know, for kids to, like, experience, like, nature, like that. So um, so that's a big part of what we do. Um, we have a, a good set of educators who are employed for LACWAC um, that basically run programs all year round. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I came out, I think it was my son's uh, kindergarten or first grade trip, you know, that was out here. Um, and, you know, just to see those kids, probably some who may have never been here or, or may never step foot back here, but they get that opportunity yeah. at that age. And that can kind of foster for them an appreciation for preservation, for scientific research, and for just what nature has to offer. Yeah, right? right, exactly. I mean, our tagline on our like letterhead and on our website is like shaping the next generation of earth stores and scientists. You know, so we want to really shape that next generation. Like we figure, you know, everyone can learn at any stage of their life, but Getting them young enough is the time that we want to capture them, you know, like first grade, second grade, you know, even high school students. But, you know, by that point, they know what they want to do, you know, but we want to make sure that they're still appreciating the environment in, even as they grow older. So not just the mission and, you know, the, the youth, you're, you're trying to also grow what these facilities can offer. I know that there's plans for the property adjacent to here that you mm -hmm. guys acquired. Um, even just what you're doing today is kind of maximizing space. So like what is happening in the development stages for right. the facilities here? So there's a couple things happening. On the historic preservation side of things, we're restoring a lot of our buildings that are historic here. We're, we're restoring the railings, for example, on the front porches, side porches of the lodge uh, to what they used to look like in 1903. Um, there's still a lot missing from what it looked like in 1903, but we want to be a little bit more accurate to what it looks like. So we're doing historic preservation. In terms of education side of things, um, we're, we purchased our founder's home, um, which wasn't part of Lackawack, but now we have that property. And so we're converting the existing building um, into an education center, as well as new construction. So we're gonna be renovating the actual home itself to, to meet our needs, and then build off of the back of the building to make two floor uh, really a two-floor structure uh, for a laboratory and an open space for to host our programs, to host our field trips, uh, and they'll all be facing out toward the pond. So um, it's going to be a year busy because we're already, we're already going out to bid on these projects. So um, it's, it, it's, it's going to be um, interesting as we start renovating, building, and you know, moving forward with that structure. And that'll help us increase our education programs. That'll allow us to go from like one 
a group of campers in the summer to doing two groups of campers per week. You know, so doubling our size of camps, you know, being able to take more kids on field trips and stuff like that. Like, what's the name Lackawack? What, what, what does that come from? I know there's like Lackawaxen around here. Right. Like what, what does that derive from? Right. Lackawack, the word Lackawack comes from the Native American uh, Lenape tribe. Uh, word for at the fork. So it was the shape of the lake wasn't because it was on the wall in Palmback River at the time. And we know that the Lenape lived here because we do have evidence of canoes that were in Lake Lackawack and one still exists in the shallow part of Lake Lackawack today. So you've got like the historical aspect literally buried here in the lake, but then you've got like really future looking scientific experiments, right? right? right. Like aren't these gauging in some way, shape or form like the effects of, you know, the uh, the, the human-made I think this, this is what's most important about Lackawack is that we can trace our, our ancestry of, of the land here back to the Lenape, you know, Native Americans. And so we can trace it through um, at least like, you know, the William Penn family and a couple other owners. So we know exactly who owned this lake and we know what they did to the lake. So the reason why this lake is so important here at Lackawack and the environment that we control is because it is controlled and nothing has been polluting this lake. So it's a test lake, you know, it's a sample lake to compare our lake to other lakes across the world, like Lake Wallenpalmback, you know, so um, that's where our science stems from. That's why this, this area is so important here. So from that standpoint, I kind of explained to these guys, there's no swimming, no fishing, right? Yeah. You guys don't stock the lake. So, right. so it's really like as all natural as it comes. Yeah, it's a glacial lake. Um, it was found, you know, years, when the, years ago when the uh, glaciers receded. Um, there is no stream going into the lake. It's, there's no spring. It's just, you know, watershed fed. So whatever rain comes into it is where it goes into the lake. Um, it is stocked with fish. Obviously, it was left behind, um, you know, and it's just preserved that way. Uh, we control the whole watershed. You know, somewhat of your mission then scientifically, too, is um, do, do you guys glean from the data, like, warning signs or just overall, like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, like... The, yeah. This this is like how it's preferable that you know other right. bodies of water be treated, yeah. or, or at least this one be right. preserved. Right. The reason why ours is like really a test sample lake is because um, we have compared our lakes and our data. Well, first of all, our our lake has been has ongoing data since the 1990s, and so over the years, like we're talking about long term data, like data like every day that is producing temperature, pH you know, um, all the environment around the lake. Um, so we've actually know, you know, how it's been changing over the years. And one thing we found out as comparing our lake to other lakes across the world that have been sampled that long is that our surface temperature is changing. So there are things going on in the lake and we're not doing anything to the lake. So we know the environment's changing. And long story short, I mean, our lake was used to uh, be part of a report for the UN uh, on climate change and to show how the environment around us is changing. Pretty substantial then. It is. To see the global effect of this mm -hmm. one property. Has. Right, right. Wow. We're in a place that's got a lot of history. You guys are growing and expanding. Is there anything that you would appeal to the public to, to know about how they can get involved? Right. I think for the public, I mean, we want, first of all, we want the public to come to visit, right? Um, for years, 
Lackwreck always had this thing that it was like this hidden gem that no one can come visit. We want the, the local residents, the visitors to the area to come visit Lackwreck, to take a hike, to come to one of our programs. So that's the first thing they can do. And then if they fall in love with the place, which they probably will, um, is to say if you have time to volunteer with us, to come do a project with us, to you know help us clean up, to do some trail maintenance. Um, and there's so many other ways that you can get involved. You know, um, There's always projects going on. And, uh, um, and then I think People can become members, you know, donate to us as well. So we're a nonprofit, so we rely on the general public support for our upkeep and to maintain this 550 acres. How many, uh, you know, miles of trail would you say roughly? Have you said that? Uh, no, there's uh, there's about nine miles of trails nine miles. on the on, at Lackawack. We've been adding some over the years. Uh, when I first came ten years ago, we only had maybe four principal trails, and then I started. You know, like, hey, we can add a trail here, and this this trail looks really good. It goes over to one of our overlooks, or and so we started adding trails over the years. Um, unfortunately, having more trails means more trail maintenance and more trees down in the winter, and keeping them up up to date and open for people to hike. But um, it's well worth it. So you can learn more about Lackawack Sanctuary at lackawack.org. That's L-A-C-A-W-A-C. Org. And watch for a full story about Lackawack, the protected 500-plus acre parcel of land in the Poconos, on the next episode of Pocono Mountains Magazine that drops the first Sunday in October. Sometimes my dad and me go on four-wheeler rides and we see tons of splash. It's a little upsetting that, you know, people are out there throwing, like, things out the car window. We have to be nice to our earth. Like, the earth might break a little bit. I'm thinking, why are we doing this? This is the only planet we have. We can't go to a different planet. Pollution, yeah, that's all us. So if we made a problem with the earth, we got to fix it, right? We're back. Thanks for listening to Pocono Mountains Podcast. I'm Jim Hamill. Now for a podcast extra. A couple years ago, PTN set out on a hike at Paradise Price Preserve and Targa Falls, another protected piece of land and hiking trails as well for the public in Monroe County. Enjoy. Every trail really is, is different. Um, this one is, is very rocky. There's a lot of, of um, gray bluestone here. This was part of a property that was called Pocono Bluestone. And the name Pocono Bluestone came from the stone <laughs> that was quarried here. Boots are a good idea <laughs> on this trail, really, almost any time of the year. When the trail is as wet as this one is, you might find egg masses of amphibians, but you're certainly going to find other plants and vegetation. We're looking at sphagnum moss which is um, a plant that grows in wetlands. And you can see that it holds a lot of water and was actually used by Paleo-Indians for uh, diapers and, and um, it has sort of antiseptic properties. So if you have a cut, you can put some sphagnum moss on. So we've come to the edge of, of Browns Hill Preserve. I'm standing on the boundary between Browns Hill and Paradise Price Preserve. 777 acres that way, 100 acres that way. If you head straight down this path, that will take you down to the Broadhead Creek and the Targa Falls. This is Targa Falls. It's pictured in books way back to the early 1900s. 
And it's one of the few places on the broadhead that's still recognizable because, of course, something like that doesn't change. A horseshoe waterfall that you can't get to from this side of the creek, but if you approach it from the Paradise Price, um, the other side of the Paradise Price Preserve, you can actually climb down to the waterfall. See, they're going to be right under the current, right in the edge. And it's nice to have this little section open to the public, uh, which was at one time all private. The uh, Land Trust Paradise Township have opened a lot of a lot of water, a lot of areas to the public that uh, not too many years ago were not accessible. At this water level, of course, kayakers love it, but it's primarily a very important and well-used fishery, trout fishery. It's probably one of the most historic trout fisheries in the country. Being outdoors is important for people. We evolved in nature. We are part of nature. And so when you see somebody taking advantage of the creek like this, Coming down the waterfall in a kayak, being part of the force of nature like that, it's a, it's a really uh, terrific thing even to see, let alone to be able to do it. It just awakens every sense to be in, to be in the woods, especially near a creek. Blackawak Sanctuary and Paradise Price Preserve two of the many protected natural spots you can visit for free in the Poconos this fall or in any season. And now that it is fall, almost, you can head to PoconoMountains.com fall to start planning your trip over the next couple months and look for the fall foliage forecast to know when peak season for the vibrant colors is expected in all three separate regions of the Poconos. It's already up and showing when the colors will be changing, so go check it out. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Pocono Mountains Podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Come visit us in the Pocono Mountains. Plan your trip today.